Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Loudwire Podcast. I'm Joe. And I'm Bing. Oh, Graham! He's back! He's back, everybody! Hi, everyone. Good to... Will not see you. Good to not, not hear you. Good to see all your comments on our stuff again. There I've been we in go. Africa for two weeks. It was a wonderful trip. I played with rhinos and baby bush pigs and monkeys. You were next to a cheetah, weren't you? Yeah, hung out with a cheetah. I basically spent two weeks on a animal rehabilitation commune, uh, being completely detached from the world, which was great. Uh, right yeah, no internet. Pretty happened. awesome. Pretty much no internet, just just enough to once in a while put some cute animal pictures online. But I'm glad to be back. And today, well, hold on. Before oh. we get into a little bit of this, I got to ask you one question about your trip. All right. Do you miss the rains? Down in Africa? Oh, shut the hell up. Okay. <laughs> uh, all right. Today, we have Gone is Gone in the studio. The great Troy Sanders from Mastodon. Huge, huge, huge fan of his. The great Choi Van Leeuwen of Queens of the Stone Age. And a film score producer, Mike Zarin. This is Gone is Gone. And we had him in the studio to talk about a whole bunch of crap. Like Turd Factory. Like Turd Factory, the new band. That Troy Sanders is apparently uh, rejuvenating, which of course Brent Hines is a part of, because why wouldn't Brent Hines be part of a band called Turd Factory? Makes sense to me. But mainly we were here to talk about the Gone is Gone album, Echolocation. So very cinematic album, and you're going to understand exactly where they were coming from as we dive a little bit further into this conversation. For sure. Uh, We're also going to be talking about just how music gets us through hard times in our lives. Uh, I went through a hard time while in Africa, and funnily enough, I only listened to hip-hop while I was there. (laughs) Diane Word? No, not Diane Uh. Word. I listened to tons of hip-hop. I think maybe it was like a subliminal thing of just getting away from my normal life, which is metal, but... And the internet. Yeah, and the internet and everything that I normally uh, stick my head into. And for this edition of Rocker vs. Writer, we're talking about the quintessential weird rock and metal bands. Obviously, Mastodon, Queens of the Stone Age, made some pretty weird music in their time. So we want to know what weird stuff they listen to and who is the greatest weird band of all time. Sit back, sit down, and shout! Ooh! All right, hey everyone, Loudwire Podcast, and we are joined by Gone is Gone, the members Troy Sanders, Troy Van Leeuwen, and Mike Zarin. Echolocation is the new record, it's out now. Thank you guys so much for stopping by, we appreciate it. Oh so, yeah, appreciate uh, you. Much. Got it, man. Does that Macho Man Randy Savage over there? <laughs> it did, it came out inadvertently. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so we're here to talk about the album Echolocation, and I just want to share with you guys my experience with the album, because it was a little interesting. I put on the album while I was working, listened to it like five or six times, and I was like, yeah, it's pretty cool. There's some nice moments that build up, but nothing really latched on. And then I shut off the lights, put on some really good headphones, and gave it an actual dedicated listen, and then everything just fell into place, and it made so much sense. And I think it really kind of speaks to active versus passive listening. And I feel like a lot of people are putting music on in the background these days rather than actually giving it a full listen that it really deserves. So what's it like for trying to make an album with 
the challenging demands of kids these days. These <laughs> damn kids don't have the attention span. Sometimes when I put it on for 40 seconds, go meh and turn it off. Yeah, and that's I definitely understand yeah. that aspect of, of, of current day listening. But uh, as musicians, I think it stems from being a, quite selfish where you're doing this for yourself. We're not here to please anyone else at all other than the people that are in the room making music. So we try to do all killer, no filler. That's a basic formula that a lot of good bands kind of strive for. Especially some 41. Especially, of course. <laughs> wow. Um, that came, that came that. random out there. So we pieced together this musical journey, this ride, um, with the idea that it's going to be a full album. So that's the way that we approach it. And the fact that you had that experience is like the ultimate compliment. Glad nice. to be able to yeah. give it. Yeah, that's... Uh, no, I was, I was just going to ask you a question. Between Listen 5 and 6, uh, did you or did you not get really high? Now, you can just blink once for yes and blink twice for no. Okay, so... I don't endorse. I, don't, I do not endorse. I, he's just winking at you, man. That's yeah, what's going on. I think he's just into it. I think <laughs> I winked one... I think, I winked once instead of blinking once. I, I blinked with one eye. It was okay. a oh, that, that makes sense. Yes. Winking out, you know what I mean? Is wink, 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 wink nudge, yes. nudge? He winked one for yes, and then he winked at you personally. Yeah. Okay. Well, Got it. I'm flattered. My right heart's right fluttering right yeah. now. I'm also Could impressed that you had three to four hours to ingest our one little album. That's yeah. impressive. Yeah. That's flattering. Dude, you're just flattering me <laughs> all up With your right winky now. blinks. You the side of this desk. It will get It will get you everywhere. Just get under the desk, Joe. All right. So... So, Mike, you uh, you compose for film, and of course, when you're composing for film, you're thinking of something that is somewhat secondary to what people are paying attention to, mm -hmm. uh, more firsthand, you know, the visuals, mm -hmm. the dialogue, what's on the screen. So, when you take uh, a career like that, and then you make something like this new Gone is Gone album, and you bring what you do to the forefront, uh, were there any challenges in that aspect, just uh, not to go with what maybe was comfortable, because maybe what was comfortable would be a little too secondary, if that makes any sense. Yeah, no, I know what you're saying. Um, yeah, I, I would do film trailers every day. So, you know, what the goal with what we're what I'm doing every day is is to try to propel some sort of image to like create some sort of excitement, whether you're getting tense as fuck or excited or you know, heartfelt, but um, it's to convey an emotion. And what was gr it's great about Gone is Gone is we could do that same conveyance of emotion, but bring in a song structure and bring in the lyrical side to it. Whereas in film, you you have the dialogue telling the story. Well, here we have Troy Sanders' beautiful voice uh, carrying the dialogue of echolocation. So, yeah, that's really that's really what it is. It's it's really echolocation is the score uh, to the movie in our mind. Totally. This is, and you said this earlier, this is kind of meant to be the score for everyone's personal movie, I guess, what mm -hmm. they live every day. Um, what kind of responses do you want? I mean, you know, you just said that the ultimate compliment just came from Joe. If someone gave you like an ultra personal response like that, telling you about their life and their experiences, how that related to your record, is that really the ultimate compliment? Because that seems to be what you wanted to do with this that, that's that's a great compliment and uh when you know i've i've made some records and and 
I'm so happy that they've touched people's lives and it, there's nothing like the compliment like your record got me through a tough time. Oh yeah, yeah. And I mean that's that really hits me straight in the, the heart. So um, that's what we would hope for with all of our music to to help somebody have you know make their day. You know, music is supposed to be that positive thing that you know gets you through a tough time or it helps you just forget about your shitty day or actually reminds you of what's important you know um even if it's uh something that's negative you know you, you gotta find a way through all these these sort of um uh, hurdles in life yeah well since i mean since we're sitting here talking about that let me hit you with some of my personal stuff then troy uh mastodon yes. for me the hunter especially that record uh has gotten me through a lot of stuff because I used to be like way out of shape and like and the hunter for some reason was always my go-to album not not a song not a half not a side not the whole thing all the way through like whether running or working out at the gym but that album in its various twists and turns like totally got me through like the pain of the gym or the pain of running wow. so that that's a huge huge one to me and also with uh like clockwork for queens i mean that came out right when i was going through a really bad breakup and mm. i remember queens came and you played like a little show in brooklyn like right yeah. Me about that. Yeah, yeah right when it came out and that show was so good and then like you know i just went by myself nice. kind of all glum and, and stuff it and was then, rainy night too i remember it was, it was slushy and, and cold dude yeah. it was poetic for what i was feeling oh, that's that great. day and i went and i was like damn this was so good and i, I love that record to this that's day awesome. thank so there you, you go i that's, wanted to tell you guys that see that's i mean you can't you can't, you can't buy force that, that. it's yeah. that's no, no. when you think of something priceless it's that connection it's i mean you cannot put your hands on it you can't there's no transaction there it's magic through the sound waves and that's i mean i think that's the ultimate accomplishment without even trying to you know from yeah. our standpoint and from yours when we play a show like the other night we played the echo location release show the day it came out we have no expectations well the troubadour in la was there was 400 people there yeah and when we were done with our set everyone had their hands in the air screaming clapping and we don't expect people to love our bands just because we have these other cool bands or whatever yeah um that was that blew my mind you know that blew all of our minds sure um so it's this this circle of amazing rock and roll energy you know from the album to the listener from the listener back to the artist or from the stage to the crowd and back has just keeps circling and i think that's a giant reason that keeps propelling us to all want to do bigger and better things at least for myself yeah, yeah totally i remember to this day the first song that i ever ran to when i was like i need to get my ass off the couch the first song i ever ran to was dry bone valley nice i remember that to this day so Again, the importance of all. Someone mentioned recently that that uh, either may or may not have truly fit into the concept or non-conceptual album that we Running released. Um, <laughs> right, yes. So, according to Wikipedia, according to Wikipedia, that's you know, especially that song. That was a that was a really you know, um, <laughs> that one and um, yeah, the octopus that has no friends. That song doesn't really belong because it's not part of the it's conceptual not part of the concept of Chinese reason wood. why you recorded an album. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Um, but Stick I don't know where I heard that from. Sanders. It was recently, though. <laughs> exactly. But hey, uh, pretending I was running from the bees. See, he kept on running. <laughs> Always running from something. Yeah, for sure. 
So going back to playing the uh, Gone Is Gone record release show, yeah. um, our writer Chad uh, lives in LA and he was actually at the show and oh, he was telling me that um, Troy. I, this is going to get so confusing for listeners with two. Just Troy, say, just Troy say Sanders, 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 Thanking them for their support and very appreciative. What's it like growing into the role as the sole vocalist of a band as opposed to a rotating vocal slot in Mastodon? Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm always trying to make myself better as a bass player and, and a vocalist, but with this band, uh, these guys in Gone Is Gone, they invited me out to be the voice of the band, and that was an extreme. That was the biggest musical compliment ever, because. Um, I've never had that opportunity to be like this, you know, that's, that's a giant role. And, uh, mm -hmm. and I really wanted to be as great as possible with it. So, um, and personally it kind of pushes my own limits that I may or may not have and find out what I can possibly do to make interesting vocal patterns, better lyrics, more meaningful, just everything trying to get bigger and better. Um, and at the show, I just, you know, maybe it's a bit sappy, but I'm, I, I was just blown away that people showed up because I don't expect me to walk into a building with my, so, you know, marginally famous friends and we're going to just be great and there's going to be tons of people that love us. That's not the case, you know. Mm -hmm. um, we're just a small band that's has begun and in, in for all the right reasons and we just do what we love. But I don't know. I just wanted everyone to know that I know what the ticket price was. It was a lot of money <laughs> and I appreciate that, you know. Mm -hmm. So I was speaking, hopefully, on behalf of my bandmates, but perhaps I, I spoke too much because I'm usually a man of very little words. But I spoke well, a lot at that show. As, as the voice of Gone is Gone, you're doing a great job, man. Thank you. Well done, sir. Did I speak too much at the show? No. You guys no, appalled no, no. at me. Are you, is that I, an appalled face you're giving me? No, no, not at all. I wanted to add to what you're saying um, by, by m mentioning that, yes, your band, my band, and Tony's band, we've got long histories, lots of fans. You know, that's not always a given that they're going to follow us along into this idea. Sometimes it's downright offensive to some of our fans, you know, oh, yeah, a lot of because it's like, why are you doing this yeah. and not you're not the yeah, band that I right. love so much? You know, I'm, I get all that. And it's, it's not, it's not a shoe in that, you know, we're just going to, all of our friends, our, our fans are just going to like follow us like Pied Piper, you know, they have opinions themselves. They're intelligent people. They need, to get something out of it as well, so it's 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 nice that we did have a, a you know a nice audience that yeah, night. Yeah, that was a fun show. Yeah, even when you make some of the best music in the world, though, even if it's not your original project, people will complain. It's yeah. like the, well, they the want total. It. Yeah, it's total. It's the total Maynard Keenan thing. Like mm -hmm. he could do a perfect circle, like one of the best bands of the Absolutely. 21st century. One of my favorites. Oh my god, amazing! And then Pussifer, a band that I absolutely adore. He can make just brilliant album after album, and it's still where's the new tool. Totally, yeah. totally. <laughs> that, that's that's never gonna it's go a away. Sword, you know. Never that's gonna what go happens away. When you when you accidentally start a cult. Yeah, like, like totally. The tool's basically done. Yeah. Uh, and you know that kind of ties into the conceptual records because you know this this is a very cinematic and conceptual record. Uh, a thing that a band like Mastodon, a thing like Queens of the Stone Age, it's you're no stranger to that kind of thing, you know, whether it be Blood Mountain or like Clockwork, you know, all those amazing uh, animated videos that you guys made for that just made it even more cinematic. I feel like that style of music is becoming more popular, you know, at least in the underground metal, you know, the diehard rock fans. Um, do you see that happening yourselves? And obviously the, the popularity of both your bands, I think, indicates that to me. I, I think um, uh, 
that there's definitely a character driven sense about when um like per se when when queens makes a record each song needs to have its its own character and that the more we do it the more that becomes relevant um queens has also been a very visual band we've always wanted to like you know work with uh people like boneface who did all that uh animation and all the artwork if you ever get the deluxe version of like clockwork it's like 25 pages of his art each song has the lyrics and a, a statement you know um of one of his characters so i think that that is you know that's the intention you know with gone is gone i think we're trying to do more of an underscore of uh, of of what's the like what the movie is in our heads and what the, what we see visually and approach it more like a score even more so than than like a, a you know like a radio single or something like that we want the the piece to be what it is unedited you know yeah that's sort of when music hits me most deeply personally when it is the background for something physical like when i'm on the train going home and i'm, I'm pissed off because it's like been a long day at work or whatever or if I'm driving a car and I have to go a real long way, it's like that road trip thing. When you're on Absolutely. a road trip, that right music is so important. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing like like music in a car to me. Yeah, man. I listen to mixes in the car. I, I mean, I, 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 that's my final listening place mm-hmm. before I sign off. It's always in my car, you driving around. Yeah, I mean, to me, like when you when when you get that moment where you're driving. And, you know, in, in our case, in, in sunny Southern California, the windows are down. Mm. You might be going down PCH. When you have that moment where the music and the scenery lines up, there's nothing like it. You yeah, know? Absolutely. My favorite is parking the car right as the song ends. Yeah. Yes. Oh, you're like, yeah, how, how awesome is my timing right now? Do you leave the yeah. car running if there's still 20 seconds left in the song? Just to, mm, just well, to finish, finish the song out? To finish the song, yeah. of course. Wow. Sure. Not to cheat and be like, oh, yeah, or, yeah. you know, crawl into the space at half a mile an hour yeah. and wait for the song to end. Yeah. It's these little, you know, these little little bizarre things that we all Nuggets do that, that, that align us. To, yeah, we're all... We're very similar here. Yeah, speaking to that, sometimes I won't stop jogging until a song ends. So that's kind of like oh, another good, good wow. thing. That the that's the opposite of a lazy man like myself. But like, right. hey, I've ever heard the song before. I'm gonna stop. Hey, I'm, I'm pretty <laughs> lazy, but in that's in when I'm in the song, it's like there's no reason to stop it now. Let's just keep going. Let's do some rocker versus writer today. Gone is Gone is the band, and we're going to talk about some of the quintessential weird bands or musicians in history. Obviously, uh, bands like Mastodon, bands like Queens have made some very weird music, the Mars Volta. Again, uh, a lot of weird stuff, a lot of great stuff, too. So to you guys, who is your quintessential weird this might be cheating a little bit, but this was a, a okay. project I was involved in. That was the weirdest thing that I've ever okay. heard. Uh, my guitar player in Mastodon, Brent Hines, and myself. I was assuming Brent Hines was part of it. <laughs> we had a brief band that were that I'm really trying to bring back. It's the weirdest thing I was ever a part of, and it was very, very enjoyable. Mm. Turd Factory. <laughs> <laughs> what a good name. Yeah. Wow. Okay. And uh, it was short lived and a lot of fun. And then um, when 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 time allows, I'd like for Brent and I to uh, to revive Turd really? Factory. You would 
Really? Yeah. That's like it's. You know the band Fudge Tunnel? Absolutely. It's like no. Fudge they Tunnel. changed my life. It's yeah, really. Absolutely. So was it like a hate play songs? off of Fudge Tunnel? I, I immediately Earth shut Factory? the door and learned every song on Hate Songs. Damn. Very underrated band. That Absolutely. Turd Factory, Fudge Tunnel, same thing. Let's stop talking about poop. What That's about you? Amazing. Weird bands. Uh, mine is Skinny Puppy. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, absolutely. Great. Industrial. Joe, you were talking about an industrial band earlier, yeah? Uh, well, electronic in nature. I wouldn't say industrial, but craft work. Yeah, Total oh, yeah. weirdos. I mean, Total the roof yeah. of industrial right I just, there. I just saw God them at uh, the Ross Gilda Festival. Oh. And uh, they gave 3D glasses to everyone in the audience, and I, I was one of them. Um, yeah, I wanted to see them when they played Museum of Modern Art, but the tickets, I guess there was like only a couple thousand available, and my friend worked with somebody who was there, and they're like, yeah, there was about 80,000 people trying to get to Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Like I would love to have seen that. But uh, VL, weird band. <sighs> okay. Um, I uh, used to go to this my local neighborhood record store when um, when I was growing up, and uh, where I learned lots about like the, some of the best music in the world. Uh, my friends Andy and Larry uh, turned me on to this record called Orchid Spangiofora. And, One more time uh, for the listeners: Orchid, like the flower, and Spangiofora, as in Spangiofora. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and. And I, they have one release that I know of. It's called Flea Past Tape Elf. Wow. What? So what do these guys sound like? Well, it's <laughs> it's more or less, it's a it's a piece of art, uh, but it's all tape loops. Like oh, from, you played me that. Yeah, some, from different, just like audio from like yeah, popular, like, like baseball games from the, the 30s or 40s, you know? Like, Casey's at the bat, what? Casey's at the bat, what? Arnu. That's That's one of their songs. Ooh, that is really weird. So check it out. The, I, they and and um, I know Johnny Depp really loves them too. So, so of course that matters, he does. Huh? That's, that's, that's a seal. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, in like preparation for this segment, I was trying to think of like how far back weird music really went. I'm sure everything was weird at a certain point, but when it comes to rock, I couldn't really think of anything weird or overly weird that predated the Beatles. To me, like the first true weird rock song was probably Yellow Submarine off Revolver, 66. And yeah. then before that, the only thing I could think of was Screaming Jay Hawkins, even sure. though he was just more of a weird person. Like, can you think of anything that predates the Beatles in weirdness? Well, I, I, Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, I know that they were listening to tons of, of Beach Boys. Um, That's true. So Brian, Brian uh, Wilson definitely is to blame for their weirdness. Yeah, well... <laughs> Which is fucking awesome. Yeah. You know what I always thought was weird? It's not really a band or anything. It was in the 60s when they did painted music. They would paint sheet music with different colors and you had to paint... You played orange and you played oh. blue oh. and What's you played that green. That synesthesia. Is that what that's, that's called? That's like a, it's a condition where you see color to a certain tone of music. Oh. Well, in the oh, 60s, has that, right? they a lot all of people saw have color. that. Yeah. Debbie has that too. Yeah. Chino um, and who else? Uh, Devin Townsend. Oh, wow. Devin Townsend has synesthesia. Uh, so, you know, uh, when it comes to really, really weird bands, I feel like in the history of rock, it's almost the really weird bands that push a certain sort of style forward 
Like, of course, you have the Beatles, and then everyone copies them because everyone starts trying acid, and they understand. And then you have people like Zappa, who, like, who didn't do any drugs. He didn't. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, he didn't he do any drugs. He once said, "Nah, it's not for me," and then just stayed true to his weird serpentine course. Yeah. Then you. <laughs> then like you have all the prog bands, and then you have, uh, I guess, people like System of a Down, like maybe the weirdest band to ever get such crazy radio play they're super like, catchy man they're yeah. so awesome like they, they it's like, life, yeah. you can't put your finger on that i think they're the weirdest band that's ever sold like a diamond album i think toxicity just got like 12 13 million sales that's amazing yeah i mean uh like again like what what's the most important weird band let's let's throw the beatles aside here for a second most important weird band that shaped weirdness well, Zappa definitely, you know, with his enormous yeah. catalog, has had a pretty ridiculous effect on a lot of people. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm under the impression that there is a Zappa song for everybody. As oh, of course, there should like, be. As long as you like recorded music, there's yeah. a Zappa song for you. I yeah. haven't found mine yet, so I don't know. No, really? no. Yeah. Billy the Mountain. Yeah? Yeah. It's only 20 minutes long. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> We actually... Um, we had a history of rock class uh, together in college, and our professor produced a bunch of Blue Oyster Cult albums. Nice. Uh, yeah. Krugman, along with uh, he was working uh, alongside Sandy Perlman. His name is Bruce Dickinson, right? <laughs> That's the other, the other the, Bruce Dickinson from the Cowbell Sketch of SNL. Are you familiar? Yeah, that's, yeah. that's legit. Yeah. All right. So um, he played Billy the. So we'd go through all these songs in class, and he put on Zappa's "Billy the Mountain," and he said, "When half of the class has raised their hand, you raise your hand, meaning I can't take it anymore." we'll move on to the next song. So within like 10 seconds, like three hands went up. Awesome. And then we made it through like what, maybe like half of the song? Yeah, probably about 10 minutes. I didn't raise my hand. I must say, yeah, I did not raise did not my raise hand. hands. No. Uh, does anyone here know the band Magma? Um, I, I don't, I just remember talking to Brent Hines backstage. Brent Hines. <laughs> He's always going to be in this conversation, is oh, he? We can't leave him out. No. He turned me on to Magma. I oh think it's God. like yeah, the last festival we nice. did in Germany or something. I'm yeah. unaware of them. Uh, until they, just now. I don't know. They are a French band who are still around. They started in 1969. Yep. And they are they are probably the weirdest band to ever exist. They are like amazing operatic cult music Lots and of xylophone and bells. Yeah. yeah, 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 and they invented their own language, and they sing in their own language. That's the literal amazing. language. The language is called uh, Kobayan. Wow. Kobayan. Kobayan. Speaking yeah. of that, you know who has a record? The White Wizard dude from Lord of the Rings. Oh, uh, what's that dude's name? Oh, dude, uh, Christopher Lee. Chris, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Another. Yeah, another. Have you heard, you've heard that? <laughs> oh, dude, I you love it. I haven't. It no. is. It is something to be experienced. I'll tell you for real. It's the only Christmas music I can listen to. Yeah. <laughs> I despise Christmas music. I mean, yeah. he rocks the voice. He's a. Yeah, yeah, it's one of the best ever. Oh, I want to add uh, to this weird, weird band. Please. Another one. Uh, I don't know if you guys have ever gotten to. Got into the frogs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The frog. It's only right and natural is a masterpiece. Just saying to your listeners, to anyone in this room, if you ever want to like trip on something that that you know, like we and the queens often listen to backstage anywhere, mm -hmm. especially around um, people who get offended easily. It's okay. awesome. Speaking of which, Guar. 
Quar. Another. Oh, yeah. They're great. The, Fantastic. The, oh, of course. Uh, yeah. Uh, just one of the the greatest bands ever. Of course, Brocky, like one of the most genius people I think that's ever walked the earth yeah. to to create uh, the whole the story, character, and the whole story behind everything, and then. You don't understand exactly how deep these Guar albums go conceptually. I don't yeah. think people are one just up for it, and they just think it's a bunch of nonsense. Yeah. But when you just when you actually hear him talk in an interview, and he goes for ten minutes yeah. on all the characters and everything, his commitment to that character is yeah. just unparalleled. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's walking some other form of Earth at this moment. Oh, I, yeah. I truly believe. Yeah, he's in some other galaxy looking down at us right now. Miss him very, very much. We're talking about a lot of people who have passed away. A lot of the weirdos happens to the best of them. have gone. So speaking to of today, this you know one year anniversary of, of Bowie's death, one of my favorite it's, weirdos. It's the tenth. Oh my god. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The ultimate, uh, the ultimate chameleon. Yeah. Like the master of the stylistic change. Definitely. No, nobody better, I don't think. Yeah. And also, we're talking about weird bands. You know, it's it was just the one year anniversary of Lemmy's death, and he was in Hawkwind. Yep. Another like Another, one of the greatest weird yep. bands ever. Yeah. yeah, not really weird by today's standards, but when you but when they were going on in back the then, late 70s, like there was yeah. nothing. Oh yeah, that was his band that. before Motorhead. Yeah. Or, yeah. Oh yeah, Hawkwind. Yeah. Yeah. yeah definitely. Space Ritual was a masterpiece. Definitely. Space Ritual, the live Space record, Ritual. and Hawkwind actually recorded the song Motorhead, and then Motorhead covered Motorhead. So that's actually so. Look that up. Look up the original. Look up the original Motorhead. It's a weird psychedelic trip. But um, what do, what's Turd Factory sound like? <laughs> well, we're gonna put put a Just new uh, we got a new release coming out. I'm gonna go ahead and say it because you know when you write something on a calendar, then it becomes an event, right? That you're in before. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, it's just a bunch of horseshit jibba jabba talk talk. So I'm gonna go ahead and um. Get this just, thing rolling. It's going to come out at the end of 2017. You should, you should digitally really? pencil that in at some point. Oh, I've digitally penciled so much in my life. Oh, digital awesome. pencil. That's going to be the album title. Third Factory. Digital, digital pencil. Pencil pens. So what does this sound like? You'll have to wait until the end of the year when we release it. Is this going to be actually released under like your guys' names? or is It, it might come out on Black Dune. Black Dune Records. That might be the first really? second artist. Damn, all right. We're creating as we're speaking to you this very moment. This is very good. I'm, I'm digitally penning, penning it now. I'm just... I got it. Okay, so we can actually report that Turd Factory... <laughs> Heard it here first. We'll the debut to, album is we'll coming. to add that to our most anticipated albums list. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Most anticipated <laughs> albums of 2017. Turd Factory featuring Troy. Ed. Is it Brent who's in that yeah, band as well? Yeah, of we're course. We've got to get rolling. <laughs> all right, well, I'm going to listen to Turd Factory. Uh, I'm going to listen to Gone is Gone. You guys should listen to Echolocation, the new Gone is Gone record out now. Thank you guys so much. We appreciate your time. Thank yeah, you for stopping yeah, by. Thanks yeah, for having yeah, us, man. Thank you. And there you have it. Two Troys and a mic. I got a mic right in front of me. Yes, you do. <laughs> <laughs> That was a fun podcast. Uh, I'm a huge, huge fan of Troy Sanders. Uh, one of the first times I've been actually kind of nervous with a guest in forever. Which is saying something, because you interviewed Bruce Dickinson, and I asked I was you if really you were nervous. nervous for Bruce Dickinson. Oh, well, you kind of played it cool like you weren't. Oh, thank you. But yeah, uh, that was a bucket list one for me, getting a, anyone from Mastodon, frankly. I still want Brent Hines in. Talk about Turd Factory. 
I cannot wait for that album. I like how Troy wouldn't even tell us what the hell it's going to sound like. How can you explain a band called Turd Factory? I guess there's only so many words. Yeah, do it any kind of justice. It's the best thing you could have possibly done. Just said, we're doing a band called Turd Factory. (laughs) And you go, Jesus Christ. And you go, I need to listen to that when it comes out. Uh, You know, I'm glad I got to tell Troy about how much Mastodon's music meant to me. How you really feel. It was nice. How I feel about Mastodon's music, especially The Hunter and uh, how that album got me through some stuff. Uh, It wasn't something I was planning on talking about, but hey, I'm glad I did. You know, again, bucket list for me, Troy Sanders. Yeah, I had always known that you loved The Hunter, but I don't think I ever really got the story why. Well, there you go. That's just part of it. And I mean, we've said it a million times. Mastodon has never even made a piece of music that is good. It's just all great or better, (laughs) really. It is. But this is cool, too, to talk to Troy because, I mean, he's so excited about Gone is gone, obviously. Both Troy's. Oh, sure, sure. Just to jump out of like their own little realm for a bit. And I don't know. I think the whole film score approach is really interesting because it's the opposite. They're scoring something that doesn't exist. And the approach to it is, I don't know. I can't think of another band that's even really tried to do something like that. So it's nice that here we are in 2017 and we're still getting these new iterations of rock and metal. And it, I mean, there's got to be like a hundred different subgenres. how much stuff is there really left to explore i think ethereal atmospheric stuff is sort of the next step of metal. definitely there's a lot of synth creeping up i mean yeah. a lot of it's a little more pop leaning too with the synth stuff but everything else is really kind of cinematic and yeah i think that's really the next step especially when sound production's getting so much better and maybe we'll be able to have like surround sound headphones someday <sighs> and i think the people who do atmosphere and concept the best, that's probably going to be the next stage of the metal evolution. At least that's where I want it to go. Yeah, I just I'm don't cool with that. Hear. Yeah, I mean, how much heavier can metal get? How many more breakdowns and how much deeper can your gutturals get? That's why, you know. I don't know, but I'll be willing to listen to suffocation every time they try to well, figure out the answer to that question. Yeah, anything that suffocation does is going to be amazing. And, you know. New Morbid Angel coming out, which will probably not be good. <laughs> Ooh, I don't know. Steve Tucker's back in the band, so I've got. Right, I really well. do have hope for this one. I was hoping Mike Smith would join them. Oh my God, Mike Smith needs to come back. He does come back, Mike Smith. All right, everybody, thank you so much for joining us again. We appreciate the hell out of every single one of you. Leave us a nice comment if you'd please. Give us a like. Give us a nice five-star review on iTunes if you wouldn't be so kind or would be so kind. Wouldn't be. Shut up. Don't ask them to do us a disservice. Uh, Don't insult the audience, Graham. All right. Uh, Please follow Loudwire on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook. Check out the website for all your daily rock and metal news. You can follow me on Twitter at GrahamWire. And you can follow me on Twitter at Ice Nerve Shatter. Exactly. Got that? One word. Yep. If you don't know how to spell it, just look up Godflesh and just keep listening to songs till you find that one. All right, everybody. Thanks a lot. Have a good one. We'll see you next time. Round.